for some reason I feel like I should remind everyone to back up their work in the cloud for some reason. I don't know why. You are listening to The Learning Factory. Please analyze a range of existing episodes that inspired you to listen. All right, welcome to The Learning Factory, episode 13. We interrupt this recording to make a special announcement. Episode 12 has been lost due to Dave's laptop croaking it. Kicking the bucket, absolutely fucked. We hope we can revive this sometime soon. We will now return you to your regular broadcasting. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened there, but uh, we'll crack on with episode 13. Right, what's happening? Uh, episode 13, what are we talking about here? Well, this is, uh, I guess this is our first interactive episode, Dave, where we're going fantasy faculty. Dave, Dave's going to tweet the uh, the vote out for... Yeah, who wins? The Dave McMahon Middle School or the... The Jesse Donnelly Middle School. Who would you send your kids to? Oh Christ! Luckily, we're not on staff because that would be a deal breaker <laughs> on both sides. They were like, "Nah, I'm going, I'm going to the dodgiest public school. I don't care if they've got metal detectors on the door." Yeah, we're yeah. we're, we're, we're ch- chair of the board. Yes. So as normal with with board members, we do sweet fuck all and get loads of money for it. So we're going to go through, we've we've identified the positions in the school. So we've got a, a few teachers for each subject area and then obviously some of the core. Yeah, it's it's MYP because we've, our, our, we've got our eight subjects. Yeah, our, our CAS teacher is in charge of service and then some HR people, Yeah, uh, head of school. So we'll go through that. The, the condition was anyone, a real person, dead or alive. Yeah, we may come back to this with fictional characters yeah. later on, but for now it's yeah, so, real yes. real people. Yeah. So we're we're gonna go through we'll go through the the departments and we'll talk a little bit about the people that we've got there. Some are very self-explanatory, others probably need a little little more explanation. So I guess this is just our inclusion episode where we're bringing everyone in. It's not design specific, although we'll probably go into a little bit more detail on why we've chosen the design teachers we have yeah so we we might leave the the creative subjects till the end dave sounds good should we just start with should we start with the most boring and go backwards from there probably yeah so full disclosure though there is probably some less than savory individuals but one man's war criminal is another man's i don't know hero so we, we probably have picked some less than savory characters here but it's just for fun Everyone just chill out. Yeah, it is. It is. All right. So uh, obviously, um, the, the least the least exciting subject in the world is the purest science, mathematics. It is. It yeah. is. And Dave, do you want to start? Who your first math teacher is? Well, I went instantly for a math teacher who was semi-interesting uh, because he's mainly to do with... Actually, both of my math teachers have to do with design. I have uh, Fibonacci of Ooh. numbers fame or the Fibonacci sequence fame. Uh, bonus points in his class, I think, if you can recite the whole thing to like 10 digits all the way up. Uh, one, three, five, seven. Da, 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 da. Just, yeah, cool maths guy. I can imagine him going around in a tunic, maybe, on his on his no uniform days. Sandals, always a bowl of grapes in the classroom. Probably have the lowest performing kid fanning him while he was doing it. Real old school stuff, but with some really interesting takes on maths. Then I've gone the other side of the coin. I've got Alan Turing, who's... Uh, Probably going to be more interested in teaching DP, but I'm going to have him probably going to going to have him teaching MYP one just to 
piss him off because apparently he's got a famous temper and <laughs> he can double up with a bit of computer science if we really want him to. Uh, yeah, so he's he's going to be able to rattle some stuff off. Great man for darts as well, apparently, in the pub. So if we have a dartboard in the staff room, that would be also good. That was fine. Math teachers make the best darts players. Um, so that's Jeez. my that's my two MYP math teachers. Yeah, all right. Uh, so you can tell, obviously, by the size of the math department, we're, we're a small school or one that just is a bit more creative than boring. Well, I went with my old dead white guy. I've gone Pythagoras as my first math teacher. Sensing um, a theme already. Well, obviously, it can be like he'd be really good at teaching trigonometry because he do, wouldn't have to use textbook at all and i'm not i'm not big on textbooks but it's all just coming from his head he can you know hypotenuse the shit out of half the department and the other person i've got is marjorie lee brown who unlike dave i've gone for a bit of gender equality in my math department and marjorie lee brown i don't see gender um she was one of the first African-American women to receive a PhD in mathematics. She does have a Lego figurine and a full Lego set after her, I think. Yeah, Women of Science well, Lego sets. She has one of those. I cannot believe that Dave did not have her in his faculty, given, given. he's the biggest Lego geek you'll ever find. He spent the money on the bloody the V-Dub Beetle. <laughs> yeah, way cooler. I think uh, bringing in a meter tall model of Saturn V rocket probably has ended my level <laughs> for some time <laughs> and insisting it's in the bedroom. Yeah. That's All right. It. So mathematics, we've got Fibonacci, Alan Turing for, for McMahon, and we've got Pythagoras and Marjorie Lee Brown for myself. All right. Next boring subject. What do you reckon? So let's go with language and literature. Language and literature. Yes. All right. So I'll... Uh, Old school. Maths old, and English. Old, old. Do you yeah. want me to start this one? You fire away, yeah. All right. I've, my literature teacher is Carla Hedasani. Absolute awesome novelist. Carla Hedasani, author of The Kite Runner and The Mountains Echoed and A Thousand Splendid Sons, which is my ultimate all-time favourite book. Awesome novelist. Afghan refugee, uh, a, a US citizen now, but just really good raw honest writing that you know you can really you can feel the emotion of the the characters when you write so he's my uh literature teacher for my school mm. um so we've we've split our lang and lit department into three teachers we've got a literature teacher a poetry teacher and a media teacher i've gone with eminem for my poetry teacher i think the way modern modern poetry is he is an absolute bookend for for modern culture and sort of a whole generation that's gone after him you know not your stereotypical rapper either as opposed to a dead white guy he's a skinny white guy but definitely mr slim shady for the for the poetry yeah and media this was a this was a real toss-up for me between literature my literature teacher and media teacher and i'm glad i could get them both on board at the school and that's uh roddy doyle absolute Ooh. legend and i know he's hopefully hopefully he's a big listener to the podcast i'm pretty sure he isn't but the we'll, um, we'll add him on twitter yeah first book i ever read as a 10-year-old, was the, the Barrytown trilogy with the commitments, the snapper and the van. You shouldn't be and reading that at 10. <laughs> it gave First me a, a whole new understanding of, of the English language. As a kid, appreciation of books going to film. So oh, I thought they, yeah, they were done good. well. But, yeah, definitely Roddy Doyle. And just for, for what he's done for me, you know, through 
through podcasts and everything as well. So they're my three. Nice. Carla nice. Dasani, Eminem, Roddy Doyle. All right. I'll, I'll follow the same uh, format. So my literature cheater, I'm going to bring in Jane Austen. Uh, kind of dig her up and uh, yeah, bring her in. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're pretending that time is just a human construct for this. And we, we can bring in anyone we like. Well, I suppose if we're bringing in some Greek guys, I'm sure we can bring in Jane Austen. But yeah, surprisingly funny individual, great comedic writer for her, her time. Yeah, like we, my teacher got 30 17-year-old boys to read Pride and Prejudice and laugh. If she's making a lot of boys in the 2000s laugh, that's not too bad. Just from the page, so imagine her in person. Just a daily writer. Real classic stuff as well. That kind of golden age of literature, classic literature kind of stuff. Cross-generational. Cross-generational. Yeah, if you've got a Penguin Classics to your name, I think you're you're doing all right. She might have three or four. So. Uh, yeah, if, yeah. You, if you've got... I'm, I'm pretty sure if you had four or five little orange books in your in your bookshelf, one of them might be one of those yeah and i've got a similar similar thread in my poetry department i went more stereotypically uh hip-hop i went with kendrick lamar probably hoping that he would uh, help out in the music department as well because that what that man knows about producing music who's my music teacher oh that's gonna be a big fight in my music department then we can say great stuff uh, yeah the fluency of language that he can put together and there's a very there's some very subtle stuff it's not all posturing rap from Kendrick it's a little more subtle so uh, let's just hope himself and Eminem and their background checks for police if they can get those sorted they'll be they'll be in the staff room Monday morning not too sure about that though and then in the media department I've got Anderson Cooper of CNN fame the man with the best hair on television we're gonna have to encourage him to wear pants though because I'm told he just wears the suit from the waist up media teachers are sometimes a little bit a bit odd, aren't they yeah. so yeah, but Anderson, yes. yeah, he's a great man for um, media literacy skills, really help you out with the ATLs there, sift through the, the nonsense that's out there on the internet for finding out what's actually going on. I think that's a good thing to have, good skill to have for young people. They would know him from, uh, what is it, Anderson 360? Because that's that usually show, on it. Yeah. Well, it's usually on at airports, but I guess young kids these days wouldn't know what an airport was because no one's using them. So He's probably on TikTok, isn't um, Yes, he must be. <laughs> everyone is. Everyone except me. Uh, yeah, so we get Jane Austen, Kendrick Lamar, and Anderson Cooper in the LNL department. A couple of solid literacy departments there. Language acquisition. Now, let's just put, obviously, language acquisition departments are very different at, at all schools, depending on your location around the world. Um, big shout out to our, our first listener from Africa uh, in Kenya. You have allowed us to hit all five continents of downloads now. So big shout out to you. Let us know who you are on on the Twitter. Language acquisition at our schools. Um, obviously, Dave and I work together in China. So we've got Mandarin as one of the languages. And we've also gone French and Spanish. Core languages of the baccalaureate. That's vanilla. The way you go. <laughs> yeah. And we've also done really stereotypical people in these languages. We've just gone for who's going to represent the culture best or worst. Right. So send it off, Dave. Who is your French teacher? I've gone for the quintessential French person of the 20th century. I went for Charles de Gaulle because <sighs> I can just imagine him kind of in the corner of the room smoking a cigarette on his probably sixth warning of being told not to smoke on school premises. Just kind of going, I'm going to tell you some cool stories in French. You're going to have to learn French to understand these cool stories. And you're going to want to learn French because you're going to want to hear these stories. And so it's well, very much I reckon, French Ebenezer. I reckon looking at, 
reckon looking at you, the rest of your department, smoking on campus is the least of the worries for the department. This is very true. Uh, yeah, so just very stereotypical. Shout out to God. Coco Chanel was in the running for that one. thought that would have been kind of cool. But that would have been way too many design people. My Spanish teacher, Guillermo del Toro, is is massive design person again. But... Putting Benicio del Toro. Benicio del Toro. But that would just be too confusing for the kids. Be too Mr. Del Toro's. <laughs> you, you could have got him on there for the performing arts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And uh, So Guillermo Man- del Toro. Yep. And then we got uh, Mandarin Sun Tzu, as you might know from The Art of War. Probably Another most- Penguin classic. One of the yeah more recognizable forms of literature to come out of the Far East. Not a, not exactly a modern take on Mandarin. Maybe more classical. Then he could we could we could have some good discussions about simplified Chinese versus traditional. All right, who you got? So I went with I guess a French classic as well, although a different track to your French classic. I went with Alexandre Dumas, literature fame as well. Uh, obviously, author of The Count of Monte Cristo, Three Musketeers. And the like. I reckon he gets a bit of period French there, yep. revolutionary French. I can just see him sort of, you know, he wouldn't want to use his books. He'd probably use maybe Le Miserable as a text, a different message there. My Spanish teacher, I've gone with a very different approach, I guess. I've gone more with the uh, South American Spanish. I've gone with Che Guevara as, okay, as my Mexican. Spanish teacher. Well, that's not that's that's uh, Central Latin America, America, isn't it? Central, Central yeah. yeah. So uh, Che Guevara, some great uh, great language act classes there. You know, also use, utilize motorbike and um, automotive science as well. Probably fit into a few classes there. I reckon he's got to do a few, a few INS classes as well, like world politics, that kind of stuff. Yeah, probably. Um, and then my Mandarin teacher is. A, a unifying Mandarin teacher, the father of uh, of modern China in Sun Yat-sen. So I've gone with him. He's a renowned figure. Um, he's one of those people that obviously when he passed away, it had a, a massive impact then on, on the course of the 21st Whereas, century. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, Sun, Yat-sen, Sun Yat-sen for Mandarin. Anyone that's listening who doesn't trust what we're talking about with these people... Just Google. jump onto the Google yeah. or the Bing, depending on where you are, and <laughs> have Bing. a look. Oh, dear. All right. Sweet. Where are we off to next? I reckon we've got to go just down the hall. We're still in the academic yep. building of the school, I think. And I reckon we've got to the oh, individual the social sciences. The individuals yes. and societies department. Let's kick this off. All right. All carry right. on. History, geography, social and business econ. Now, Dave, obviously for some of our listeners in the US and Australia, they'll know what social is straight away. You want to explain that? Uh, in Ireland, we would call that CSP, civic, social and political education, which was the class you went to dick around in. But yeah, yeah, uh, I suppose like the social That's sciences. All of, them, yeah. all of them rolled into one. Yeah. Social studies. Social studies. Yeah, I think we can all get our heads around that one. Right, right. Okay, so um, my history teacher, Tony Robinson. Second when you put that in. Time team, but more importantly, the reason I chose him as my history teacher was for his role in Blackadder. I have a Ultimate cunning plan. History, 
he he's seen every age as it goes through. He's experienced it. The the knowledge he could bring to the classroom would be amazing. And not as 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 Baldrick, but as Tony Robinson, because clearly he's had to study that to to understand and, and yeah. play that character. So he's, he's I'm not going the fictional character of Baldrick. I'm I'm going with Tony Robinson, and he's a, a dead set legend. He's done some really cool stuff, and he does it in a in a, a fun way that gets people in as well. He's not one of your boring old uh, historians. Professor Bin. Okay, said. geography, geography. Now this one. Um, this is probably one that's. I learned something. Definitely. A little bit left. A little bit left field. <laughs> um, my geography teacher is Tapia. Now, for Wonder. those of you that don't know, Tapia was a Polynesian who helped Cook navigate and chart the South Pacific, and he actually left his, his homeland and was travelling back with Cook, and Cook being little bit of a nutcase that he was not not went against a pie but maybe didn't trust him as much as he did in the beginning and uh, anyway to ended up dying away from home in the in in modern indonesia i guess on their way back but his knowledge for for someone that in that time his knowledge of the stars and and navigation where he knew where islands were and, and and Cook was an expert navigator. Like we won't take that from him, but I think a lot of that that navigation he did around New Zealand, the east coast of Australia, French Polynesia, like Tahiti, French Polynesia, Samoa, Tonga, all that. A lot of that was down to Tapia, and his knowledge from that I think has played a big part on Western geography for the Pacific. So ah. he would be one person that I would definitely have in there for geography. Awesome. And I sort of knew of him, but I knew a lot more of him after um, watching a recent uh, series with, with Sam Neill of uh, Hollywood fame where oh, he, like Sam Neill, yeah. in the wake of Cook, and he followed Cook's journey around, around the Pacific. Shout out to, uh, to Sam Neill too, who I'm sure is a massive listener of this podcast as well. Good on um, you, Sam. But yes, Tapia is my geography teacher. Nice. All right. Who's your social studies teacher? Yeah, my social studies teacher. No, in Australia, and you've grown up listening to Triple J. You will know that most days there's the uh, talkback session with Doctor Carl, Carl Krusnicki, and okay. Krusnicki. One of those, but uh, it's a sort of Fraser Crane kind of character, Dr. Carl. No, dead set legend, Dr. Carl. You can ring him up and ask him anything, and he has the answers for you, right? He's okay, he's absolutely he's written books, he's he just explains things in a really simple way. You could actually fit him into you could be a science teacher, he he's your classic middle school generalist, he he's got it all, and he just continually churns out facts he's like he's better than bill nye because he's not just a science guy he's an everything guy Ooh. so dr carl for my social social studies teacher now i've gone genuine for those three um and my business econ teacher i've gone for clearly a very smart businessman not ethical um not legal 
had a way, had a had a model that that made a lot of money. So I've gone with Pablo Escobar for my my business econ teacher. Supply and demand. Not my legal, not my legal studies teacher. <laughs> well, hey, he could have he could have done all right in that regard. So. <laughs> Good man to, fl- to plan flight paths as well. I heard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dave, your INS department. I'll start from the bottom up because I've gone on a similar route with the now, um, with the business well, econ teacher. Well, but we must say in this, Dave has he's actually got a student teacher yes. at his school at the moment as well. So, who's a, an IS, INS teacher. Yeah, my student teacher is there for a couple of reasons. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that as an Easter egg at the end. They're going to have some massive arguments with the rest of the department, basically. Might be slaps thrown. Yeah, so my business and econ teacher has made a lot of money. In fact, I would say has made all the money, whether ethically or not. That is up for debate, and I have no legal standing in that, and please don't sue us. That'd be uh, Jeff Bezos. So what has he got? He's got Amazon, Whole Foods in the States. He's got some... Some Bitcoin nonsense going on as well, which I should know more about us. People don't understand how big a billion is, but he's got lots of billions. So yeah, Jeff Bezos, definitely going to teach us how to make some money and, and how to do some that's, business. That's US billions, not Zimbabwean dollar billions. <laughs> yes, you can buy more than a loaf of bread for one of those. So that's uh, that's my business. Econ teacher. I think that that's a ringing, what's the opposite to an endorsement? Uh, it's a ringing indictment of our opinion of business and capitalism by our two choices there. We've obviously lived in socialist republics for too long. Uh, then I've got in social studies, I went with the Dalai Lama because oh. I've just taken it all into perspective, I think is what social studies is kind of all about. Being a good person, your duties as a citizen. And I think I actually went to see the Dalai Lama on, on one, of my, one of my first dates with my wife, actually. And uh, we, yeah. he came to our university and we sat there in a gym in like a basketball court in the middle of the day and there was like five or six thousand people just sitting watching and listening to Dalai Lama and he's sitting there with the bishop of somewhere and the archbishop of somewhere else in Ireland even they were just like leaning outside of their chairs going god this guy talks a lot of sense doesn't he in my geography department I have Sir David Attenborough famous naturalist activist and and generally guy that loves teaching people about the world above and below water so he's going to get straight in there with the sggs i think get your un sustainable development goals in and that's where my student teacher comes in so mr attenborough sir attenborough lord attenborough anyway uh is going to be he's pushing on he's probably want to retire he might want to go part-time so he's got a student teacher in in ms greta thunberg who's going to fight with the other two definitely but i think you need that sort of activism and 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 see how she goes there still how she handles a class how her lesson planning is yet to be seen in a young student teacher but still probably better than mine to be honest and i've been at this a while and then we got my <laughs> history teacher got my history teacher who is an unknown for most people but a, a fantastic podcaster from ireland goes by the, the pseudonym pseudonym that's the word of blind boy boat club and has a great podcast called the blind boy podcast in which the aim is to democratize knowledge to the masses. So uh, just a very knowledgeable person speaks about a lot of things, uh, but mainly historical sort of theories and hot takes big person on sort of putting it out to the masses rather than keeping academics for the academics. All right. Dead set legend. So we're going from the social sciences. We're going to head down to the physical sciences. All right. Here we are in the physical sciences of which design is one, but we choose not to. We've split it up into the three main 
the three traditional sciences you've got physics, biology, and chemistry. Some of these just speak for themselves. I've got the obvious choice Stephen Hawking in physics, just the person you ask, really, black holes, all that sort of thing. And, and, and he didn't steal a lot of his work from other people, which is unusual for a physicist. He kind of came up with his own stuff. You could talk about Star Trek. Apparently, he was a big fan. That's what I talked to him about. And then in biology, I've gone with an unknown Pliny the Elder. If you know a show called um, QI in the UK, do they have QI anywhere else? Or is that just the UK? It's a quiz show. Yeah, yeah, they do have it. It's a BBC. Yeah, basically anything they couldn't um, they couldn't explain fully, they they would blame it on Pliny the Elder because he was this. He was a biologist, naturalist, sort of before any of the sciences really existed. Wasn't he? Like Pompeii, there was Pliny the Elder and Pliny the Younger. Oh, maybe. I could have that wrong, yeah. Uh, yeah, Pliny the Elder came up with loads of theories for stuff, random stuff. Stuff he shouldn't have had theories for, but he came up with them. Anyway. A naturalist, natural philosopher, so I think stick him in biology and everyone else can do the maths. He was friends of the Emperor Vespasian and his nephew, Pliny the Younger, wrote a letter to Hacketus and I think uh, some of... Pliny the Younger's work is how they know about Pompeii and Herculaneum. Oh, there you go. He could see, he could look back around the bay and see the eruption of Vesuvius. Every day is school. And Pliny the Elder died in the eruption. I had him in there because he invented the idea of an encyclopedia. He's going to get kids to hand in their lab reports because he's going to want documentation, isn't he? Or Encyclopedic Naturalis Historia. Sounds like a textbook to me. Who says IB doesn't like textbooks? Uh, and then in chemistry, I have um, Marie Curie, because who else are you going to have in chemistry? <laughs> well, you've got someone else, but yeah. Bit of physics knowledge, going into radium, radioactivity, that sort of thing. Nobel Prize in two different fields, rather than just being a specialist. So that broad idea to middle school, so we need sort of, need a bit of generalism. We're just going to have to teach grade six science at some stage. Who have you got? Oh, I've got the modern, modern day father of physics. I've got Coxie. Dr. Brian Cox of Infinite Monkey Cage fame oh, and every other every yeah. other show. Needs no introduction. Wonderful Yorkshire accent. Biologist, uh, I've gone I've I've gone with the, the dead white guy here. I've gone with Charles Darwin, a father of modern biology. Yeah. Modern compared to your biology teacher, of course. Of course. Um, yeah. Definitely did a lot for, for biology in the Western world. Um, and my chemistry teacher, Louis Pasteur, very famous chemist. Pasteurization is named after him. Vaccines for rabies and anthrax and the founder of modern bacteriology in this day and age. It's one of the ones, but definitely. Current climate. Yeah. A lot of the stuff we take for granted now and we just take his everyday life is, is down to, to Louis Pasteur and, and what he was able to do. So he is my chemist. It's getting a bit warm uh, in the building. Should we go outside? All right. Let's go out and have a, uh, a run around the track, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. PHE. We've gone a, a male and a female PE teacher. And I've gone for my my male teacher. Now, for our listeners in Australia and our listener in Ireland, mm-hmm. they will know who Jim Steins is. And for the rest of the world, they may not know. But... Jim Steins was a Gaelic footballer from Dublin who came out to Australia uh, in 1987 as a part of the Irish experiment for Australian rules football, was basically playing the game, never played the game before and was there for three years and then won the Brownlow medal, which is like the the MVP for the year. Best on the ground, isn't it? So uh, the best and fairest for the year for the league. So it's not just one game, it's 
it's over the course of the season and a huge effort. Like that time was it rare that you had international people playing Aussie rules, but to come out and win basically the highest individual honour you can for the game um, was a huge effort. And I guess his, his ability to, to understand sport and, and just learn and, and adapt to different games. Obviously, Gaelic and Aussie rules are quite similar. Sort of, yeah. they're, they're distant cousins. Well, not distant cousins. They're probably second cousins. Rugby and, and soccer would be the distant cousins. But, yeah. yeah, awesome, awesome effort to go. And I'm not sure if you ever won an All-Ireland with Dublin because oh, that question. was back before they dominated. And my female teacher, basically someone who has been uh, a role model for a generation of, of sporting people, but also a role model for a whole people as well in Australia, and that's Cathy Freeman. What she was able to do, the, the voice that she was able to have through sport was amazing. She would be my, my female teacher. So Jimmy Steins and uh, Cathy Freeman for me in the PHE department. Very nice. I went uh, with Bill Belichick. I went with uh, one individual sports person and then one team sports person. So he's going to be my team sports person. So I've watched a few documentaries about his career and his coach style. And he can be old school at times, but he's very much trying to keep current with everything. He's very much a person manager, tries to get the best out of people. And I think that's what you need. You're not just trying to get the the best people to be the best you're trying to get the whole team to perform and i think that's what i like about him if you're going to pick a, a sort of a, a coach in in modern times who has been as consistent for as long and then in my female PE teaching role i have serena williams sort of an individual sports person i was going to go with a swimmer but i said no this like uh, williams is probably the best individual sports person fantastic like you could choose any kind of sports person but you probably might not get a very good teacher out of them we could go down to the office first before we get into the creative subjects, if you'd like. Yes, let's do it. All right, so who's who have you got in the library? I know this already, but who have you got in the library? Well, I, I went in no-brainer with the library. I've gone with Noel Dewey. Knows where what, everything is. What better person to have in the library? Exactly. He doesn't need to look it up. He, he knows the numbers straight away <laughs> where they are. The Dewey fraction system or the Dewey decimal system, he, he, he doesn't care. He, he's got it all, so... I was. I went with. Um, you need. I think you need somebody a bit eccentric in. Um, in the library. So I went with Stephen Fry, lover of books, lover of knowledge, quite friendly, but also as mad as a bag of spiders. So I think he'd be a fantastic addition to the library. Probably not the quietest person, but still. <laughs> All right. Uh, learning support. Learning Who support. You for learning support. I went with Bob Rat because Bob's just going to calm you down. You know, he says everybody needs a friend. So let's just paint another cloud beside that other cloud. Uh, he's just going to be the nicest person in the world, isn't he? And it's hilarious having Bob Ross. He's just going to sit in the office and paint, and then some kids are going to come in. He's going to help them paint, help them with their work, encourage them. I've I've actually gone with who I think is the nicest person. I've gone with Mother Teresa. Okay. Um, who who gave her entire life to helping people? Who was that guy who used to have the show? Mister Rogers. Mister Rogers was also a shout-in for me. Uh, who is your your counselor? The councillors work very closely with uh, the learning support. I've gone with probably one of the famous councillors. I've gone with Jerry Springer. Okay. Because okay. that guy can fucking calm anything down. He can incite it, but he can draw, out, yeah. draw out the issues, right? Like he's not afraid to, to ask the big questions and draw out the issues. I'm not sure who the, the bald head guy that was always on set, but I'd have him on my staff security 
Oh yeah, when somebody picks up a chair, he he gets there first. Yeah, that guy. When shit goes south in the counselor's room, he would yeah. be in there, and and Jerry would still have his little prompt card and his microphone and continue to ask that kid, why why do you hate Mister McMahon? <laughs> I've got uh, I've gone one step down from Jerry Springer. I've gone slightly classier. I went with Doctor Phil, slightly classier, slightly more genteel. The man with one of the best mustaches on daytime TV since Tom Selleck retired. I think he's going to get all the answers out of you. Whether you want to give them or not, he's going to be like, well, why do you think that? Who's your service coordinator? Newly single, ready to mingle, Melinda Gates. She has to have been the brains behind that operation, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation for the last few years. The most giving organization in terms of like, haven't they ended malaria in a lot of places and stuff like that? They've, they've, done, they've done untold work. Uh, I don't think you say ended malaria, Dave. I think you say eradicated. Eradicated, malaria. yes. This is also why I'm not teaching in the science department. I went for another well-known philanthropist. Uh, I went for J.K. Rowling. Could be um, controversial. Could be, but no further explanation. No, no explanation needed. All right. <laughs> You've lost your passport. You need a visa extension and your pay hasn't come in. And you come in all guns blazing. You go down to the HR office and usually... The person they hate, HR office, is tough enough to send you packing and not put up with any yeah, of your well, shit. They, they fucking absorb it, don't they? And they yeah. give it back twice as but much. Yeah. I've gone with Albert Dunlap. Explain now, that one. For those of you, Albert Dunlap, he was a uh, corporate exec in the US. And basically what he was renowned for was turnaround management. So as an executive, his specialty was layoffs. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. And, and yep. And basically, he'd come in and he would fucking sack everyone. <laughs> He's on the on the the list of the worst CEOs of all time. There's some good people in HR, but usually there's one person in HR that's an absolute nightmare. Wrecked ahead. Yeah. I've gone in a similar tone. I'm really hoping the school we open up isn't in the north of England or Argentina, because uh, <laughs> or Ireland, because I've gone with Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> I reckon, uh, yeah, the Iron Lady sitting behind the desk in HR. She's managing it. I think she's sitting in the office all on her own while everyone actually does the work. And then she comes out, screams at them, gets back in the office, has a cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's afraid of her. Nobody likes her. Eats alone at the Christmas party or doesn't come at all. That's that's my HR person. Enough said. Enough said about that. Are Are we going with heads of school now? Yeah, heads of school. Who have you got? Well, I went with... I think a head of school is someone that you, you know, it needs to get everyone, everyone behind, everyone believing in in the vision of it, right? Like you, you don't want a head of school that comes in berating people and and threatening people to get on board. So my head of school that I've gone with, I think, is someone that just this natural charisma, just to to bring people in and want to and want to follow her. And I've gone with. New Zealand's Prime Minister and Jacinda Ardern. Ooh, um, choice. I think she's the, she is, you know, in Australia we claim a few Kiwis every now and then, but I think <laughs> she is the one Kiwi that most Australians wish was Australian at the moment. Mine's not as good. I'm, I'm not even going to say. Mine's, mine's a bit of a thinker here. Bear with me. Keanu Reeves. First, 100% genuine nice guy. Just nice guy. Lives his life like he earns $10 a day. Gives away his money bit of philanthropy nothing too excessive nice and simple life nice to everybody kind of a lead by example kind of guy you wouldn't see him but he'd be working hard in the background because a lot of times as a teacher you never see that at school and you don't need to they're dealing with the board and they're dealing with well us i suppose 
probably would pick Jacinda if I had the choice again. Though. I feel bad now. Right. That's can't all work at my school, Dave. Yeah, I think I might have just lost myself the vote there. But uh, let's move into the fun <laughs> part of the school. And let's, all right. On our way to the design department, we will pass by the the arts department, and we've split this up into uh, the musical arts, the performing arts, and visual arts. All right. Who have you got? I've gone with uh, my visual artist is uh, Banksy, who is a pretty universally known uh, graffiti artist or street artist. It's a shame that the kids would never actually see who the teacher was, though. He would yeah. just sort of leave shit for them to do and not be there. That's quite a flip classroom approach, if you will. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> great, great for distance learning. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what I am. I just I just post work on uh, on ManageVac and they do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I start, I'll just start writing it on the side of the kids' houses. A uh, little rat, little penciled rat with your homework written on it. He's got a good message behind him as well. He's all his artworks, whether they're like performative artworks or they're um, visual artworks. They're quite. There's always quite a good message. Uh, it usually kind of taps into environmentalism, human rights, all that good stuff. Um, so that'd be good. And he's recently uh, had a children's book written about him which is yes. uh, branching into uh, into sort of early years, primary school as well, can do that cross-school link-ups. Yeah, in performing arts then, I've got Quentin Tarantino because I think you need somebody a little bit overdramatic in the performing arts department because, what is it, like radio show hosts, they give, you have to be 110% of what you actually want. So if somebody says do a fight scene and Quentin does an hour long fight scene with 14 gallons of fake blood. It's, that's hitting the nail on the head there. That's what, that's what you want to see in a school production. I want to see a school production of Kill Bill, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, just over the top cinematography, over the top everything. Um, writer, director, terrible actor. Absolutely god awful actor. But well, who said it? Those who, George Bernard Shaw, those who can do, those who can't teach. That's why I'm here. Uh, and then in the music department, I've got John Williams kind of conducting the whole show, not necessarily performing himself, but making yeah, it about the kids, it not in the school rock band, playing lead while two kids behind him like tap along with their amps turned away down. Uh, he's actually just letting them at it for good yeah. or for bad. Uh, yeah. So have you got? Well, for my visual art teacher, I um, my better half is an art teacher. So she jumped in and said, you have to have this person as your art teacher because this person is absolutely amazing. And that's Brett Whiteley, Aussie artist. He's won the Archibald Prize a few times, which is a, a portrait painting competition in Australia. Avant-garde movement, quirky, awesome guy. Mel's a bit of a uh, an art junkie. And uh, whenever you ask her about art, this is her, her go-to for, for artists. Yeah, so I'm sure the all the, the arties... I'm sure we can we can probably run this by our, our guest we've got in coming up in a couple of episodes and um, he would definitely agree with with this performing arts. I've gone with Meryl Streep. Solid. Like I don't think you even have to explain that, and I don't think anyone could argue against it. And if you walked into your drama class and she was teaching, you'd say, "Oh fucking hell! Right, I'm going to be <laughs> awesome at this, or I'm going to have to really work in this, or I'm going to get." Um, <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, but I reckon she like she'd draw the best out of of, of anyone and and really bring that out. And my music, I guess I've I've gone, I guess the opposite 
for you where you've got someone that sort of not necessarily plays all the instruments but brings the best out of the people and i've got i've gone with someone that that can play the instruments but brings the best out of the people and their culture by playing the instruments so i've gone with xavier rudd as my music mm, teacher nice nice right okay. we're into now, the meat let's let's uh head up yes right speaking of meat who's your food teacher Ooh, okay okay i went with Heston Blumenthal, who is a, a British Ooh. British uh, chef and food scientist and general mad bastard. He had a TV show on, I think it was Channel 4 in the UK, of trying to make the biggest of everything. Like he would make like, I don't know, 10 foot tall sandwiches. Uh, he was just mad. Yeah. And, trying to, and he, would really, he really got into the science of it. He's somebody be like, this is why this happens. He'd be talking about like, why does meat taste good when you cook it? As opposed to whatever proper like measurement like he's measuring everything to the gram and the 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 milliliter and really emphasizing that idea of food is a science it's not it's not just something you you do in the morning and you don't you don't like putting toast in the toaster or bread in the toaster even is not food design so he's he's gonna get really into it who have you got for your food teacher i went with augusta escoffia who is often seen as the the, the father of, of modern French cooking. He codified the, the recipes for the five mother sauces. Big about bringing the whole terminology for like sous chef and, and, and those types of roles as well. When you go into a, a modern kitchen, a lot of the, the, the terminology they're using in that is from him. All right. So that's a hard name to say. It's going to be Mr. E. All right. Who are we going with? We're going with digital next. Digital. All right. A similar team to your uh, your math teachers. I went with uh, Margaret yep. Hamilton, who is the lead software developer on the Apollo program. Yes. NASA's moon landing program. Famous picture of her uh, standing beside the code written on paper, which is taller than her. Uh, but just sort of a trailblazer for women in science, women in mathematics, women in computer science. Aside from that, just awesome computer scientists. You're going to get people motivated if you walk into a room and go, yeah, computer science is important because it puts people on the moon. And here's a picture of me doing that. (laughs) That's going to be pretty motivating. Well, unlike yours that put people on the moon, my digital person got people to eat mushrooms. I've gone with Shiguru Miyamoto, who created Mario Brothers and Zelda. Awesome. I, I don't think I need to say anything more. Nah, that's that's just awesome. People might have known the name, but when you say that, you're like, oh, yeah. Next, we've got product design. We've got product Ooh. design. I guess I've gone with someone that basically was a bit of a, a tinkerer. If, the, if they had maker spaces back when this guy was alive, in his day, he didn't necessarily get the, the recognition. There were a few other big names at the time, Edison and Westinghouse. Pretty big name now, and he lives on, uh, and that's Nikola Tesla. That's the guy who makes the electric cars. No. So I've gone for Adam Savage, who you may know from the Discovery Channel series Mythbusters, but more importantly known as the guy who created a lot of the props and backdrops and spacecraft for the majority of the Star Wars trilogy of trilogies before CGI and even after that. Just a cool model maker, tinkerer, maker, person, not necessarily a specialist in anything, sort of a jack of all trades, master of none, which is what you want when you're just making models and prototypes of stuff. 
All right. Now, who's your generalist you've got? The, the person that you can drop in, we've got a class of product at Grade 8. We've got a class of digital. Yeah, I've got somebody for that. Uh, I've got Laura Kampf, YouTuber and maker and product designer from Germany. In her creations, which is mainly made from recycled materials, she's done electronics work, she's done programming work, she's done very heavy metal work, woodwork, made lots of cooking equipment. I'm not sure how, how effective she might be at a, at a very advanced level of, of food design, but certainly willing to give it a go. So yeah, that's my generalist, Nora Kemp. Who have you got? Right. Well, I've, uh, I've gone with someone who is also in Germany, people that are in MYP and I'm familiar with it. Uh, they will know this name. And I've, so I've gone for Lenny Dutton as my mm. MYP design generalist. Shout out to Lenny, who I'm sure is a big listener to this podcast. Avid listener. Season ticket holder. Downloads every episode before they've even dropped. Somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's a solid choice. No expression needed there. Great person to follow on Twitter. Uh, and and she, like, she's got some great resources like her excited educator blog get on there awesome stuff for, for design for personal project atls anything myp really she does a lot of stuff on um toddle as well you'll probably learn a lot more from her than you do from us in our ramblings each week people don't come here for the knowledge they come to be entertained in the famous words of maximus decimus meridius are you not entertained today should we leave it at that we should i think so after you've listened to this, if you're still going, even if you only listen to the first few, get on Twitter. We'll put up the uh, the poll yeah. as to which school you think has the best faculty. There, There is a method to our madness here too, Dave. Like This is a great way, I guess, when you're talking with kids and um, looking at ATLs or those types of things about who do they idolise as people or why and about values, like drawing values out of people. So, you know, sit and ask them, you know, who, who would you have, if you could have a teacher for any subject, who would you have and why? And get them to relate them to, to ATLs or something, or you, you can bring it back, but it gets them to relate it to something that they understand. There's, there's no point as a, a teacher, you know, you, or learn a profile, for example, not even ATLs, learn a profile. Mm. Who do you think is a, an inquirer? There's no point you giving them a, a, a bunch of designers, for example, you know, like Steve Jobs, Coco Chanel, all those people. Get them to come up with the people that they think represent the learner profile and explain why. And then you sort of start to tap into their thinking, their understanding, how they interpret those attributes as well. Yeah, let us know how you get on with that activity as well. Uh, if you want to give us a mention at tlf underscore tweet a capital t for tweet let us know how you get on and, and let us know how wrong we are with our, our choice of of faculty we're highly aware of how how wrong we are and we'd like to be told uh, yeah if we've explained if we've if we've said something that's you know is downright bullshit when we're explaining one of these people tonight um tell us call us on our bullshit yeah next week it could be some sort of temporal vortex where we go back in time and and we go back to episode 12 which we've recovered from a broken hard drive somewhere or it could be episode 14 that's the mystery well, that listeners. brings whole new meaning to units of measurement doesn't it if it is Ooh, look at that connections and stuff so yeah we'll leave you hanging on this uh, this cliffhanger of a show thanks very much for for listening catch you in the next one yes happy days you have been listening to the learning factory Thank you for listening. End of recording.